Welcome to the final edition of the Jessica Bike Podcast for 2017. I'm your host, TJ Jeskowitz from Ragbri. And Mark Wyatt is on vacation, so I'm flying solo. Well, here we are at the very end of the year. Christmas is come and gone. Hopefully it was great for you. I know our family really enjoys Christmas, and this year was no different. We actually got to spend Christmas in Iowa, which is a rarity for us, being pretty much from all over. Uh, my wife's from New York and spends time. Her parents winter in Florida, so we get to go down there a lot. My family's from Florida, so not a bad thing when you can cut a week or two off winter. So this was one of the first Christmases that we didn't travel anywhere. Uh, we were down there for Thanksgiving and uh, a wedding in Texas right after that. So it was nice to stay home and to experience that white Christmas as well. So I'm here by myself wrapping up this year. We're going to get the whole band back together uh, to start the year and talk about you know, some of the things that we we might be looking forward to in the Jisco Bike podcast. But I'm really proud of this podcast and what we've been able to do. Each and every week we've got together and talked cycling, you know, really just for the fun of it. Just like our motto says, you know, come for the bike, stay for the fun, leave with a smile. That's what we've been doing here, talking about the fun side of cycling for for every week of the year. So here we are. We're, we're getting ready to wrap up the year. We started right about the ride announcement party, and it's been a great year for, for us at the Jessica Bike Podcast. For me personally with Ragbri, just a spectacular year. I, I just absolutely loved uh, everything that had to do with, with 2017 from the rat announcement party and the expo, you know, just seeing old friends and, and making new ones that, that weekend, um, you know, right, right from the start, the towns were so into, into rag bright. I mean, from the get go, there was no coaxing. They were, they were ready to rock and roll and they did not disappoint. So, you know, rag was fantastic. Um, we introduced, uh, a new event called pigtails. That was a, a woman's featured event or women's specific event, if you will, uh, had about 800 people that actually turned out for that event. So we're real excited for for part two of that. It's coming up in, in May, right around, oh, somewhere around Mother's Day weekend. And then we have Bacoon 5. We're going to put the theme out real soon, right around January 27th. So uh, stay tuned for that. But fifth edition Bacoon ride, second largest ride in the state. So those are awesome, you know, really neat things that we've, we've been working on. Obviously, this podcast is, is just talking about cycling. So, you know, those are some of the projects that we've worked on on this year. And we look forward to bringing them to you again next year. So we've got some new ideas that we're going to, you know, certainly take a look at, see if we can implement them for some of our other rides or for Ragbri. Um, but, you know, really you shape what these events are about. We listen to people. We take a look at those surveys. We take a listen to the town's folks say, hey, what did the riders, what did people really like? And uh, hopefully we're delivering that to you. If we're not, hey, Hey, let us know, okay? And we're we're happy to hear from you. You know, give us a call, give us a text, give us an email, stop by, come come go for a ride with us. Anything will work. So, hey, we got one last interview for the year. Murph caught up with Mateo. He is our cyclist um, from the Netherlands. So we got a Dutch commuter, more or less. Pretty funny interview. So I think you'll really enjoy Murph's interview with Mateo. Hey, let's get to it. 
Well, hello, Just Go Bike Podcast listeners. This is Kathy Murphy, aka Murph. With me today is Matthew Von Manen. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Well, Mateo, is it okay if I call you Mateo? Absolutely. Because I know you, your name is Matthew. I've heard people call you Matt, but I love to call you Mateo. Yeah. Okay, good. And people will probably know who you are then. Yeah, everyone knows me as Mateo. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Mateo is a bike commuter, and today we're going to learn just how he does it. He also has been lucky enough to spend time in the Netherlands, which I'm super, super excited to have you talk about. And I'm going to ask him some more about that experience. So let's get started. So, Mateo, what does bicycle commuting mean to you? Well, that's a really interesting question. Mm -hmm. And quite frankly, I'm not even sure how I'd answer that. Yeah. Because I could give you all the typical answers like, oh, it's so much healthier, it's so much cheaper, it's better for the environment and all that. Or how studies show that bike commuters are 20% more productive and, might I add, 100% more attractive. (laughs) But honestly... I want to be a bike commuter. (laughs) But honestly, biking to work just makes me happy. Yeah. And the rest of those things are all just awesome side effects, right? Sure. And, you know... At the end of the day, I'm just a happier person at work and at home mm-hmm. because I commute. Mm-hmm. And just for the record, I may have made up the attractiveness part. But <laughs> so the rest if, is true, I promise. So if there's actually somebody out there that doesn't know what commuting means, it basically means that you get ready for work at home or you pack all your clothing mm-hmm. to wear, you ride your bike to work, and then somehow you go from biker to uh, employee worker right. and somehow I'm hoping well maybe maybe you do I'm guessing you don't wear your spandex all day at work I don't <laughs> well how, not even on casual Friday okay that that's probably a very <laughs> smart deal so I guess listeners may want to know how do you switch from biker to worker at the office well first of all I'm really lucky because where I work we have a gymnasium oh, okay. with a full locker room So when I get to work, I have a shower, I have all those things to get ready for my day. Mm -hmm. So what I do is I actually keep clothing and toiletries at my desk. Very smart. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I'll I'll pack like a week's worth of clothing and just keep it at my desk. And so when I get to work, I can just go up to the gym, get cleaned up, dress for that. And I have to dress fairly professionally. Okay. So it's even better, um, you know, that... uh, that everything is there and it's ready for you during the day. And that's what I encourage people to do because bike commuting takes, the one thing it takes is a ton of planning, Mm -hmm. right? You just have to be prepared. It's not, it honestly doesn't take me any more time to get to work by bike or by car. Mm -hmm. It's the same amount of time. It's just more planning. I have to maybe get up slightly earlier in the morning, make sure that, you know, if I'm bringing lunch with me or bringing my clothing with me, or I have a big meeting that Mm -hmm. I have to prepare for, that I have those things prepared. But you do have to just, you know, plan ahead. And, you know, if if you want to bring it back and forth with you, you just have to make sure that you're doing that and plan the night before, Mm -hmm. right? Pack it out. And how do you actually uh, carry that gear? So I have these awesome panniers. They actually... Uh, fold out. It's, it starts as a trunk bag mm-hmm. that if I don't need to bring a lot of things, then it's just a simple small trunk bag, but mm-hmm. then they fold out to panniers. So I can uh, bring things with, I can bring my laptop, I can bring clothing. I can even stop by the grocery store on the way home oh, nice. and pick up the groceries. <laughs> but so, yeah. And, and that's where, you know, it, it's, it started as just kind of this, oh, this would be kind of cool. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, 
after years of doing it, it just becomes so normal. Mm-hmm. Like stopping by the grocery store on your bicycle isn't, it's just normal. It's, it's not different anymore. Right, right. And I can, uh, you know, I used to be able to commute to work. Now yeah. I, I unfortunately work in a different city each oh, day. Yeah. And there's just absolutely no way to commute unless I am, unless I can maintain 55 miles an hour. And <laughs> On my bike, that is yet to happen. But, yeah. but I completely agree with you on uh, your demeanor. Like, you know, maybe even if you are getting up in the morning, you're like, oh, man, I can't believe I should just drive my car. Yeah. And then once you get going and you start probably hearing the sounds and yeah. uh, not hearing cars and, you know, honking and getting to work, even if it does take you a few minutes to change clothes or to get cleaned up. Yeah. Uh, I definitely agree with you on the demeanor. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And for me... Like when I started commuting, it was mm-hmm. probably 10 years ago. Oh, okay. Right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, my friend challenged me to bike for bike to work week. And so I did it and I, I, I wouldn't say I was hooked mm-hmm. immediately, right? Mm-hmm. So I did it a couple more times. And then actually um, what ended up happening is I work in corporate America and my job can be rather stressful sometimes. Sure. And I was going through a part- particularly difficult time mm-hmm. and... What ended up happening is actually my husband noticed. He said, you know, you're in a much better mood when you get home, when you bike. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, you know, like I started to take note. And don't tell him this, but he was absolutely <laughs> right. Like I like visibly noticed a difference yeah. in my mood. So I'd, I'd go to work and I'd be in a great mood when I got there. Mm-hmm. And and everybody's job has its challenges, sure, right? Sure, sure. Stresses and all that. And then by the end of the day, I'd be kind of stressed out again. <laughs> but then I'd bike home. So you you wouldn't take the stress home because yeah, you'd bike that you'd out. Bike it off. Oh wow, it is fantastic. And that's what I meant earlier when I said it just makes me happy. Yeah. Like yeah, it it takes some planning. It takes a little more time, but the the the, the trade off is. <laughs> oh, amazing. for sure, for yeah. sure, for sure. So we may have already covered this, but my next question was, why do you commute? But I'm pretty sure we've got that. Yeah. I mean, makes you happy, healthy, all that good stuff. Yeah. Not to mention attractive, as you mentioned Thank earlier. You. But, yeah. Yeah. No, and I think when I started out, I thought it'd be cool or uh-huh. different or alternative or so, you know, and like I said, like all of a sudden it just becomes so normal. Yeah. That, so like last fall, I bought an, a brand new car. Oh. <laughs> brand new car. And... The, the the car dealership kept calling me and they'd say it was last October. Mm-hmm. And remember last fall was just beautiful. Right. So I was biking well into December mm-hmm. and they kept calling and they're like, hey, how do you like your new car? <laughs> I'm like, well, it's sitting in the garage. I haven't driven it yet. And after weeks of them calling me, I finally said, you know, I'll, how about I just call you when I drive? It? Right, right. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it becomes so normal to bike for yeah. transportation mm-hmm. that Honestly, like to me now, driving is seems unusual. Is you, yeah, something it's, different. Yeah, mm-hmm. like there are times when we'll be sitting around and and I'll try and figure out how I can get somewhere, and you know I'll be I'll, I'll be going through all the different the bike routes that I could take and all this. Mm-hmm. And, well, I have to bring this along. You know, I, I baked a pie, so I have to mm-hmm. bring it along. Yeah, how am I going to get a pie on my bike? And then my <laughs> husband will say. Well, you you know we can just drive, drive. <laughs> and I'm like, oh right, <laughs> driving, like duh, I totally forgot. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I think that's a great segue into your experiences in the Netherlands oh, because, yeah. you know, I've never been there, but I do make the assumption that biking 
is a very common mode of transportation there. Yes. Is that true? Huge. All right. Well, tell us about your bicycling bicycling experience there. Oh, so, well, for those of you listening who don't know me, I was lucky enough to be, be chosen for a work assignment in the Netherlands two years ago. Actually, at this time, two years ago. Oh, nice. So I was there. And seeing that I am Dutch, and my family history is Dutch, and I'm a huge cyclist. I love language, culture, and all of that. Mm-hmm. It was it was an amazing experience. Oh, yeah. And But about biking specifically... I think to fully understand biking in the Netherlands, you need to understand some very key facts. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to quickly just touch on that. All right, let's hear it. So, I mean, first of all, you have the physical makeup of the, the country and the people. So the Netherlands is a very small and very densely populated country. Okay. It's the entire country is one fourth the size of Iowa. Really? Yeah, it's tiny. So imagine huh. an entire country being the size of Eastern Iowa. Right. But... They have 17 million people. Wow. So imagine taking the population of Florida. And shoving it into Eastern Iowa. shoving it into Eastern (laughs) Iowa. So, I mean, it's, it's, you know, like it's super densely populated and the cities are rather close together. And then also keep in mind, the entire country is pancake flat, right? Because it's, Uh you know, Mm -hmm. they're... Netherlands is actually, you know, the under regions, like it's underwater. Mm -hmm. So that's why they build the the dams and everything to keep back the sea. So no one needs bikes with like tons of gears Mm -hmm. or, you know, they don't need fancy bikes. No Mm -hmm. wonder. In fact, like the the less expensive and the older and beat up your bike is. (laughs) The better? (laughs) Oh, I mean, it's total street cred. Oh, nice. Like the, the more... You know, the more age and wear your bike shows, it just shows the love of your bike. Sure. And then also, um, in this country, you have 18 million bikes for 17 million people. They have more bikes than people. So biking is very popular. It's huge. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a biker's dream, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And so you have a tiny country with lots of people. And then also you have their history. Mm-hmm. Now, this is actually what I find really interesting. Because after World War II, um, you know, like any developing nation, uh, cars became more popular. Mm-hmm. Cars became affordable. Fuel was affordable. Mm-hmm. So they became very car-centric. Well, that was until, and this is a very important until. Okay. The... Um, in the 1970s, the Netherlands became, began to see a large number of children being killed on the roads by cars. Uh-huh. Okay. So the Dutch mothers basically decided to take to the streets and organized what was called Stop the Kindermort, mm-hmm. or in English, Stop the Child Murder. And it was basically Dutch mothers taking to the streets and had a campaign to inf- influence legislatures to stop all of the the children. I remember one year, I think there were 500 child deaths. Wow. In a tiny country. So there really was a demand for something to be done. Yeah, serious, yeah. serious issue. It's a serious issue. So, and so keep in mind, there's no force in the world stronger than a mother protecting her children. Oh, that's for sure. You know, and no tornado, no earthquake, no hurricane. And add to the fact that they're Dutch mothers, like unstoppable, (laughs) right? And if you don't believe me, I can give you my mother's phone number. She's an old Dutch lady and she'll tell you exactly, you know, how she feels about anything. So, but that's probably for another podcast. Right, definitely. Just go call your mother. Um, Anyway, 
back to cycling. So you have this densely populated country with rising fuel prices, angry mothers, Mm -hmm. and a need to transport people safely. Mm -hmm. Lots of people safely. Mm -hmm. So the Dutch government directed its focus on biking and public transportation. And they directed funds into making incredibly safe bike lanes. Many of them are off-street bike lanes. Oh, okay. Any major street will have um, a red protected lane next to the street. And so if you ever get the chance to go to the Netherlands, you have to check it out. It's so cool. So specifically lanes for biking that are nowhere near, like you're never intersecting intersecting with cars. Right. Or at least I mean, rarely. At, at intersections you do. Sure. But bicycles even have their own lights at intersections. There's ah. a bike light, a car light, and then... And keep in mind, the bike lanes are always red, mm-hmm. and they are not for pedestrians. So if you do happen to go... <laughs> don't walk the bike lanes. Don't walk in the bike lanes, because <laughs> a Dutch cyclist will either <laughs> swerve at you, or may actually hit you, <laughs> or at least yell at you a lot. Sure, sure. <laughs> no. Um, but so, now that you know the, the background, yeah. you can kind of understand why biking is so awesome today right after decades of increased infrastructure mm-hmm. and laws focused on safe cycling it's just a part of their daily life so it's stuck it's stuck that those issues became reality as far as more biking safer biking and it's stuck and it's stuck that's so great in you know so you have this country 17 million people mm-hmm. 18 million bicycles today mm-hmm. and like one third of all of their trips are made by bike. Oh, wow. Like imagine here in the US for every time you saw someone biking for transportation, you saw one person on a bike, you saw 30 more. Mm-hmm. Like there are times when I would come home from work, mm-hmm. I would be in a bicycle traffic jam. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's terrifying. Because <laughs> there's cyclists in front of you, cyclists <laughs> behind you. And, you know, like a handful of cars just casually driving by. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it's the complete opposite of, yeah. of here. It's really, really fun. I've got to put Netherlands on my bucket yeah, list, don't I? Yeah, you have I? to. It's really do, great. Yeah. It's a beautiful country, too. Ah. So what would you say are some of the biggest differences you see in cycling there versus when you cycle here? Um, well, I think most of cycling tends to fall into three categories, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there's fitness, mm-hmm. there's recreation, and then transportation. Yep. And in the U.S., I would say most of us probably fall into recreational cycling. Mm-hmm. You know, we go out on the trail on weekends, you know, with friends and family. And that's awesome, mm-hmm. right? But in the Netherlands, most is biking for transportation. Mm-hmm. Like, you rarely see anyone cycling for fitness in the Netherlands. It's it's transportation. Oh, that's an interesting take. Yeah. So it's a completely huh. different look at cycling, right? Mm-hmm. It's a different reason for cycling. And um, I found a statistic in, here in the U.S., um, even though cycling for transportation has increased by huge percentages over the last decade here, mm-hmm. it's still only, I think, 1% Ugh. of the population of Americans, anyway, bike for transportation. Do you and think in, that your mom could single-handedly change that here in the United States? I think States? so. <laughs> she could start her own we, program. <laughs> we definitely need to get her we'll on get her on board. <laughs> Oh, but that's... yeah, I mean, like, and, and here's the thing, it's, it's everyone. Mm-hmm. It's not just like a certain population. It's old, young, mm-hmm. you know, to school, to work, to the grocery store. You'll see, you know, parents with like two, three children. They have the big uh, feet. Uh, f- have you heard of those? Bakfeets? No. The, the bike with the, 
what is it the it's it's i don't know it's a big wooden box in the front oh yeah yes i have seen that yeah so when they bike the box is in front the box is in front yeah and, and i've seen kids throw, in it yeah. and i've seen groceries <laughs> they'll throw in groceries it. they'll throw their kids they'll throw <laughs> Their animals friends, their friends kids yeah. i mean like, whatever but yeah so everyone and and that's what it's just so normal for them to bike for for transportation that, right yeah right and that makes sense you know if if you bike to work you bike to get your groceries you bike to go yeah. do your social events when you think about you know working out it's probably the furthest thing from their mind yeah. you know I, i'm not gonna get on my bike and yeah do a 20 well, mile ride and especially they 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 love the fact that they hear stories about folks in the U.S. who drive their bicycle to a trail oh, to yeah. ride their bike. <laughs> like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, why do you do that? They kept asking me that when I was living there, and I'm like, well, it's different here. Oh, that's great. But yeah, no, and and it's just it's so normal that you don't even and and also the the climate there is so temperate mm-hmm. that you don't even typically change into cycling clothes. Oh, okay. So like, I would bike to work in a suit. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Even in the rain, in the pouring rain, if you show up to work soaking wet in a suit, like again, street cred, like it is completely respected. The American is learning. <laughs> yeah, well, he's one of us. That's great. Yeah. Well, uh, coming back to us, yeah. Name a few good rides or experiences you've had. Oh, or been part of gosh. here in the U.S. I okay. Know. Um, well, I'm a hugely social rider. Okay. So any ride I can do with friends is just awesome. Yeah. Right. Um, but some of my favorites over the years, uh, specifically the Cedar Rapids Pride Ride. Mm-hmm. Um, after the Pulse Massacre in Orlando uh, two years ago, um, many of us were just numb. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we didn't know what to do. So some friends and I were sitting around discussing what we could do to raise awareness and honor the lives lost. Mm -hmm. And it ended up as cyclists, we just did what cyclists do. We organized a bike ride. Mm -hmm. And the turnout was just awesome, Mm -hmm. like absolutely awesome. And especially from our allies in in the biking community. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably the number one thing I love about cycling is... The community of cyclists is so amazing. Like, it doesn't matter who you are or what your background is or what your political views are. Once you're on a bike, you're friends. Oh, yeah. And I love that. Yeah. It's it's just amazing. And so for the Pride Ride, the very first year we did it, like, we had this awesome turnout. Mm-hmm. And I, I think you were there. Yes, I was there. And it was a, it was on Father's Day. Yeah. And we had dads come out. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, this is Father's Day. Like, you should be home getting pampered or something and you're out and they're like well we just want to be here to support you right and support the community and right that's that's amazing yep and there's a like, there's a photograph it might be on your facebook page or somewhere but it's of the group and then you had uh printed out pictures yeah. of the people who yeah. uh, were lost and it still gives me the goosebumps yeah. it's just an amazing photo of both you know seeing the reality yeah but also seeing how many people were there the support it was just great it was amazing yeah it was a good and ride. That's, it was just really great a way to honor uh-huh and we just wanted to do something mm-hmm. to honor those yeah. people and so yeah. yeah we did the photos with their bios yeah it was, it was great. Really great yeah uh any other good experiences oh, or rides well we just did cranksgiving yes. in november which yes. was awesome um it's a scavenger scavenger hunt bike ride mm-hmm. through cedar rapids for a local food bank mm-hmm and I have to say huge props to Goldfinch Cyclery and mm-hmm. the other, uh, I think, mostly Nubo businesses that put mm-hmm. that together. Like, it was such a fun day. Yeah. And again, very social. Uh-huh. Like, it it was a race, 
you know, like <laughs> they, I think someone did actually win, yeah. but it really was just for the community again, the community of cyclists. Yep. You get together, you meet new people, you're all kind of in it together mm-hmm. and you're all just having fun together. And it, it turned out to be a beautiful day too. So it was, it was perfect. Yeah. And I think they do uh, Cranksgiving in most major cities, yes. at least in the state of Iowa. I know Des Moines does it. Yeah. Um, I know uh, Brent at Bike Tech had a uh, Cranksgiving too oh, recently. Cool. Oh, it's just this was the first year of Cedar Rapids, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think they do it all over the country. I, That's awesome, I believe. But such a great organ. I mean, definitely, and it's, and it's raising funds for such a great cause too. Yeah, like getting, oh, yeah. You know, get getting the food bank muchly needed yep. supplies. It was just great. They yep. were so thankful. It was just really great. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, how about a must play, a must see place in Iowa to ride your bike? Oh, must see. <laughs> okay, so. I, again, I love biking anywhere with my friends. Yep. And this might sound a little crazy, but I actually like biking hills. That's crazy. Hills. I know. I, you heard that correctly. <laughs> I said hills. No, I, uh, to clarify, gentle rolling hills. Okay. You know, so the I, I just think Iowa countryside is so beautiful. Yes. Right? Like, and I guess if I had to choose, my favorite all-time ride is biking from Cedar Rapids to Mount Vernon. Ah, that's, that's along in my... Mount Vernon Road. That is in my top five. Yes. Yeah. It's so beautiful. And the majority of that route, you do have a dedicated yeah. space. Yeah, the bike area. area. Yeah, there's a little... There's probably about three miles where you're risking, it's, but... <laughs> It's a beautiful, Gorgeous. and Mount Vernon is beautiful, yeah. everything about that and, ride. And they have the solar system along the route. So I think, wasn't it the high school or the middle school? They created like little plaques along the way Oh yeah, of the solar system, and it's to scale, right? Uh-huh. And so as you're biking along, it's got information about the planets mm-hmm. and all that, including Pluto. <laughs> Like I, I would like, I, I'm old school. I mean, Pluto is still a planet to me. I don't right. care what anyone says. Well, yeah, we learned it all yeah. through school. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but seriously, like how many bike rides have you been on where you actually get smarter as you ride? Perfect. Yeah. You, how, you can't beat that. <laughs> Let's go to Mount Vernon today. Yeah. But, and if, if you have energy, then I also like to go on from Mount Vernon to Sutliff, mm-hmm. then on to Solon, mm-hmm. and then to Ely and back, and then you take the trail back. I mean, such a Excellent beautiful ride. ride. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I think it's from downtown Cedar Rapids, it's almost exactly 50 miles, a 50 mm-hmm. mile loop. So, and it's just beautiful, beautiful Iowa countryside. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Everybody should put that on their yeah, list absolutely. of places to do. All right. I've got one more very important question to oh, ask you. Okay. I'm ready. I know that you've done ragbri. Yes. All right. What's your favorite pie? Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> Pecan pie. Pecan Hands pie. Hands down. Is there anything better? I. Well. What's yours? I, I, I go for the chocolate pie with the curly oh, things on them. Also. Only yeah. if they have like... <laughs> also chocolate pie. Graham cracker crust. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Mm. But pecan pie. Be- pecan like pie a is... homemade from like a grandma. Oh, yes. Like so good. Yeah. I know it's like 5,000 calories a slice. <laughs> like it doesn't matter. Just bike it off. But you're riding your bike. Yeah. Bike it off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Mateo, this has been so fun. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. You bet. Well, listeners, I leave you with this quote from the unwritten book of morphology from Evan's Law. No matter what goes wrong, there's always somebody who knew it would. Think about it. Okay, we've come to the end of another edition of the Just Go Bike podcast. 
final episode for 2017. What a great year. We really do appreciate you coming each and every week, listening to our stories, our tales, and we've had plenty of tales. Just It's just been a fabulous year. So here we are, 48 editions in, and, and again, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in each and every week. So... Um, subscribe to us so you don't miss any of those future ones. So if it's on Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, you name it, we'd love to have you listening each and every week. Really want to thank our sponsors as well. We only have three that have been with us from day one, all 48 editions. Primalware out of Denver, Colorado. Thank you, Dave Edwards and staff. Uh, always got the back of RAGBRAI and the Iowa Bike Coalition. We love working with your folks. And 2017 was a great year. We look forward to 2018 as well. Also, Bikes to You, Bike Shop out of Grinnell, Iowa. And our friends Craig and April Cooper run the bike shop there. It's also a RAGBRAI charter. So thanks, Coop and April, um, for always being with us. And RAGBRAI and the Jisco Bike Podcast. And last but not least, the Iowa City Coralville Convention and Visitor Bureau. Think Iowa City. Um, obviously, uh, one of our great RAGBRAI towns, but also hosts tons of events. Great places to cycle there. Home of the University of Iowa. And just just a great place to to visit or go ride a bike or a great place to live as well. So thank you all three of those sponsors for for always being with us. So here we are, the last week of the year. Um, Thank you again for tuning in. And I'm just going to leave you with this uh, quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson. Write it on your heart that every day is the best day in the year. Thanks for tuning in each and every week. Happy New Year to you. Thanks again for listening. Let us know what you think of the show by leaving a rating and a review. They really help us out a lot and help others find the show. For more information, check out justgobike.net. The show's theme song was written, produced, and performed by Ryan Steer.